Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is George Soroy, and welcome to Audio Drama Sunday Theater, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. I am so happy to have you here, and I'm so glad that you got to listen to Strange Occurrence out at Fort Courage by Dion Baia. It is. It was a really fun audio drama to listen to, and I'm so happy to not only have Dion here to talk about the development of that show, but also just to have him here as a fan because I have been a regular listener of Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers for quite a few years, ever since I happened to come upon their one-two punch of covering both Transformers the movie and G.I. Joe the movie, especially G.I. Joe the movie, because no one gives that one any any credit at all. So I was really excited to, to listen to that and everything, especially when they were talking about how the opening titles had them so fired up and i was just like that was me too so i am really I excited start singing that right now if you want me to oh it's great <laughs> <laughs> i and i am just i am so thrilled to 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 have him here finally after after communicating for quite a few years our schedules finally finally connected and not only that but during the time that i announced that audio drama sunday theater was in the works dion reached out and alerted me that he had his own audio drama that was produced and already released called Strange Occurrence out at Fort Courage. And having listened to it, it was so much fun. And it definitely gave the exact vibes that he was talking about, giving this Kolchak the Night Stalker type of feel to it. And it inspired me to come up with different ideas for how to approach Ever Upward when that audio drama adaptation goes into play. So with that in mind, with this very long and rambling intro, it is my pleasure to introduce my friend Dion Baia. Dion, how are you, sir? George, good, good. Thank you so much for having me on. It's it's a pleasure and it, thank you so much for having me here tonight, today and this morning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it really was just, it's, it's such a thrill just to, to have like not only, not only a fellow audio drama creator here, but also like a fellow podcaster and someone that I had been listening to for a couple of years before I decided to get into podcasting. And thank you and so much for listening. Thank you. That's it's, it's so nice to, to, to know that you were listening out there because sometimes my co-host and I, Jay Blake, we just think we don't know who the hell heck the audience is. So we're just sometimes we're just recording for ourselves. So it's great to know there's people out there listening. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I, I do have to say that during during the during the time when you guys were regularly putting out episodes like that was it was so much fun to just kind of go back, listen to some of the older ones, and then all of a sudden just go through it and go through the catalog and seeing like all th these same different vibes, same, same kinds of vibes that I had with these different films growing up. And like I said, the, the fact that you guys gave kudos to G.I. Joe the movie when so many other people were just kind of pushing it under the rug and oh, proclaiming yeah. it like some sort of embarrassment because of the lengths that it went to. I was yeah. just like, you got to celebrate that because of the links it went to. Well, that was kind of our one of the the mantras when we started that podcast, Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers. We wanted to say we're going to kind of celebrate every movie we go on and try to do a diverse enough, I guess, catalog of movies and stuff and come at it like, yeah, some people may not like this movie or that movie, but we're coming into it with just love. A lot of times, another impetus for the podcast was people were just pooping on a lot of the movies. Yeah. And that became like the, the, the sarcastic kind of snarky podcast where they just make fun of stuff and we we're like hey what we used to always say is like any movie somebody's favorite movie so mm -hmm. we would do something like judge or the movie and be like people may not think this is a great movie but we loved it and this yeah. is why we loved it so we would heap praise and stuff 
on stuff we liked. And we would just try to take you back in the time machine to when you were a kid and just talk about the time, the place, and then try to give some background and uh, really geek out in a way of a whole different wide variety of films. And that was certainly one of them. And that is certainly that. And as you said, Transformers, the movie was something that a lot of people listened to first that kind of got them into our podcast. And we had so much fun doing it. And a lot of times those podcasts, it's almost like we want to go back and talk about the movies again because we yeah. had so much fun doing them. And it was so long ago. We're like, hey, we, we still have more to say about it. it it's really good times. Those were like the gateway episodes, really, yeah. just kind of like the ones that that a lot of people were just kind of like flipping through, just seeing like what what other shows are talking about these movies. Because, like you said, like a lot of these a lot of the, these movies are just denigrated, and because it's so easy to just kind of gang up on movies, yeah, on on some of these movies, it takes something a little extra to go over and, and just say like, hey, like. But you may not like this, but you got to listen to Burgess Meredith as Globulus because the man crushes it. Oh, <laughs> you want to talk so about good. audio when this drama. time worm goes down to that. I used to know that by heart. When this time thing. worm completes its journey, it's, yeah. the pods will ripen, the spores <laughs> will burst forth, and it's this so pitiful good. planet will be ours. Nemesis is the great Fetch Cobra Commander. It's so good. <laughs> it's no. over, and the verdict is guilty. Now! Guilty of the one unforgivable crime, failure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a good Chris Lada impression. When I was younger, I used to be able to do the. Oh, I used I, um, I used to be able to uh, do that too. Cobra yeah. Commander. I used to be able to do or, you know, Megatron. I can't. I, I can't go that high anymore. Yeah, there you go. Hi, yep. What is that? <laughs> the fault is not me, more than you. The fault, most Imperial Serpentor, lies great. not within us, but within you. <laughs> I told you, I love this. I love this stuff. And so getting back to like audio drama, because I I mean, that's really what got, uh, I'm sure that's what got you into audio drama as well. Just listening to those voices. Yeah. Because like, I mean, Burgess Meredith has, has a cadre of, of audio drama under his belt and it's as well as becoming the icon that he would always be. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing what those kinds of voices do. So, what was it that really got you in in that in that in that vibe to just say like I I gotta I have one of these in me I gotta get it out. Well, I was a huge huge fan and still are of old old time radio as they call it old fashioned radio. So as you've listened to my podcast or our podcast, mm-hmm. we're always talking about shows like Suspense, Jack Benny Show, Burns and Allen, Ozzy and Harriet. I love those old audio dramas. And very young, when my mom would bring me to the library, I would go into the AV room that they had where the videos and stuff were, and then I would find records and tapes, and they had those on records and tapes, Orson Welles' War of the Worlds or The Suspense. So at a very young age, I was grabbing them and listening to them, and it was just a whole new, the theater of the mind, the theater Mm -hmm. of the mind is just something that's just, it's a lost art radio dramas. So from a very young age, I was always eating them up. And then as technologies improved, they have these libraries of the content that still survives available online through YouTube or sites like archive.org. And you can find all these. So luckily my wife and I, my wife loves it too. So we go on long car journeys. That's all we do is we listen to these things and they're just so amazing. And I've talked at nauseam on my podcast, just like telling people, if you don't know that there's this other hidden uh, genre or, or medium of radio, you need to check these out. If you're a fan of any kind of films or storytelling or or certainly classic or the golden age of cinema. 
because these things are phenomenal. And you'll hear some of your most favorite actors of that era doing these things. And even most recently, they did a Twilight Zone, one from maybe like 15 years ago or so that they did like, I don't know, Stacey Keach was the Rod oh, wow. Serling. And a lot of famous people guest starred on that. And oh, that really just got me into it. And so for years, I loved audio dramas. Mm-hmm. And Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers, Jay Blake and I had always thought about the idea of doing one. But he's an editor by his day job. I work in audio and cable news. So it was just, we knew the work going into it would be very time comprehensive to, to, yeah. to do it justice. So that kind of made us hesitant until I got the opportunity to do this one. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, and so, wow, it, it really is. It really is just an amazing format. It really yeah. is just, and, and just like you said, the theater of the mind, it really just opens things up. And I am so glad that BBC was, has been able to keep that format alive. Yes. Yes. Over these years. Cause I know NPR had it going for a while, but then when then they hadn't put as much emphasis into it, yeah. but the BBC yeah. is coming up with like things like the good omens yeah. audio drama, which is phenomenal. Have yeah, you heard still that? crank stuff out. I have not. No. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, the, that, um, I just love that the BBC still cranking out. Like I know they 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 were doing a Doctor Who. I don't know if it was BBC, but BBC mm-hmm. in particular do a lot of great. They do a lot of great horror stuff and dramas. And I think there's still a. My wife, who's English, she tells me there is a like a soap opera. They have like EastEnders and Coronation Street, which are on TV. But there's another one which it, the name ex- escapes me. But it's been going audio maybe since the 50s or 60s, and it's still an audio drama they do on t- on radio that people still oh, tune in and listen to. And they still keep that format and genre alive, which I just love. Yeah. And yeah. so, but for you, you know, like when you knew you were going to sit down, you were go- going to write it and everything, what was it about this story that made you say, like, this is it? This is the direction I want to go? Well, I was doing things with uh, James Hancock of Wrong Reel. I'd interviewed him. Uh, he'd interviewed me a couple of times. We did a short film together, which was a uh, a, a trailer for a movie that wasn't called Hobo with a High Kick that mm-hmm. Moose Matson came up with. Who, Moose Matson, who I became friends with because he was also a listener of Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers mm-hmm. and friends with James Hancock. They do Dungeons and Dragons together and they had collaborated. So we they were talking about doing something. And we did Hobo with the High Kick, which was a proper tra- trailer for a film that we shot. So it was audio oh. and video. And then they were, we were toying around with thinking of something, a radio play. And I had did a spec script for a radio play for Jay Blake and I that we never ended up doing. That was a retelling of the short story Terror Television, which we just covered on Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers of this recording. Mm -hmm. I kind of modernized it. So Moose and James approached me saying James was looking for content on his Wrong Real podcast. And he was like, if you want to do something, I would love the content. So he approached me with about doing something. And I showed him that those guys, that script, but we were, they, we were thinking about rights issues, who owned it and stuff. It was originally an HR Wakefield short story that had been translated a couple times on Tales from the Crypt and mm-hmm. the comic book, I think, Vault of Horror in the 50s. So Moose had come up with an idea. Moose had a kind of a, not a log line, but he had maybe an outline of this story. And he sent it over to me and I thought it was great. Let's do something original. And then from there, he kind of gave me Uh, a good outline of what he was looking for. And then that's when I sat down and kind of just wrote this out. And it's funny because we were trying to keep the time length down to maybe about a half an hour or so. And then every time I would do a version, it got longer and longer. And then the running time, (laughs) I think, turned out to be about just under an hour, about 59 minutes. And while I was writing it, I took it, wrote the spec script. 
And it kind of turned into almost an homage, like you said, to Kolchak, the Night Stalker, the great Darren McGavin show from the 70s, which was only one season that for yeah. people spawn the X-Files, a lot of a lot of people in the know of sci-fi or cult TV will know Kolchak, the Night Stalker. Some people won't. Darren yeah. McGavin audiences these days may just remember him as the father in Christmas Story. Christmas Story. Yep. Yeah. The old man, as they call him. And mm-hmm. that was a great show. Love Darren McGavin. Love Kolchak, the Night Stalker. So... I forget the impetus why, but I said it'd be funny if this was an homage to that and have it be his great grandfather as the title character, Kolchak. So I wrote it out. And like I said, every time I would write a draft and I'd show it to Moose or James and James was okay with whatever we were doing. Moose Mm -hmm. and I were going back and forth and Moose was giving me ideas, feedback, and then it just got bigger and bigger. And then we kind of locked the script down about 50 minutes, which ended up being a little longer when you put all the bells and whistles into it. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. so once you delivered that script, you still need to have the cast and everything. You still needed to get the sound effects and everything. So what was what was the next step for you once you got that delivered and once it got approved? Well, boy, I, as I said before, the 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 hesitancy that Jay Blake and I Jay Blake and I had on doing a one for Saturday night movie sleepovers hadn't really occurred to me until yeah. I sat down with the script and was looking at everything and then Moose had recorded everything in his house where he lives and then sent it back to me. And then when I realized I had everything in front of me, I was like, oh gosh, I'm going to have to fill this entire thing out. And then you realize what's on your plate. So Mm -hmm. it became very daunting. (laughs) Let's say at least it took me about three months of getting up very early every morning and just trying to source sound effects, do my own voiceover. I did the lead as the cold check esque. I tried to work up a very good Darren McGavin impression yeah. And to learn his cadence, how he talked and try to do a, a an homage to his delivery and, and how he speaks. And for people who are fans of Kolchak, I hope that comes across. And mm-hmm. then Moose was the adversary, kind of like the Captain Ahab or, or Quinn from Jaws, kind of the other guy in it. And uh, we just decided very early on we would do something when we were writing as well, that it would just be the two of us. And then we oh. would try to fill up the dialogue of the other characters. We would just swap. So we just made a list of who we'd like to do. And then he covered half the characters. I covered the other half. And then I think the one other line that I have in there, my wife did Mm -hmm. a female voice that was in there. And then once we got all that recorded, it was just became the, the very, very heavy lifting task of just getting all the sound effects going on YouTube or whatever, trying to just find stuff and just put it together. And I'm working with, I usually am the editor to do the post-production work for Saturday night will be sleepovers. So I've been using antiquated editing equipment, so I, I'm still using stuff that I learned in 2003, four or five, and some of the programs I think are out of date. But I just I know how to use that. Yeah. I haven't really even got into GarageBand or any of the stuff people use nowadays, like Pro Tools or whatever, whatever the heck. So mm-hmm. I was still using these older formats to to, to lay down the the the, the audio files and yeah. yeah, and then moving over to another program to multi, to, to to mix it in in a, in a, in a multiple mix form. So it just became very long and, and, and very labor intensive to try to give it a, a fair shake, so to speak, and make it sound good and authentic and have somewhat of a surround sound and make it sound pretty real in, in a sense. It definitely had that sense of like, let me tell you a story around a fire. Yeah. That kind of feeling like it was it was definitely one of those just like turn the lights down and just kind of let yourself get immersed. Let these guys go off and tell you the story. And it was, it really was like a real good, real fun experience just listening to it. So like, what was your initial thought? Like once the whole thing was finished? 
I thought it was okay and submitted to James. James loved it, James Hancock, mm-hmm. and then he put it on Wrong Reel. And then we haven't really got any feedback from it. I mean, it's really hard because when you, it's like throwing a pebble into an ocean. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get anybody to get a real response to it. You can send it to friends and stuff like that. But aside from that, we haven't really, I don't know who's listened to it or whatever. So it's great to have a format like this where you're able to put it on and give it some life because we had completed it. We worked it out in the uh, fall into the winter of 2021. And then in early winter 2022, January is when we recorded. And then I edited for the three months. And I think I had it done maybe by April or May of 2022. And wow. then we released it maybe near the end of May, I think it was 2022. And that was kind of it. And right. we don't know where it went from there, which is something that he had on Wrong Reel, his streaming network platform. Yeah. And that was kind of it. I didn't, I didn't really submit it to anything because I didn't know what to do and stuff like that. So it kind of was like, that was it. I pushed it out the door, shut the door, and that was that was kind of it. So mm-hmm. I hope people like it and enjoy it. And it's good for it to find an audience in itself, do you, which do you I feel don't know like it has. Do you feel like, like you got another one in you? Absolutely. It's just a matter of just getting that time allotted and accepting that that undertaking of of, of giving it that fair shake and, and putting getting all that time ready on your plate to just do all that work. And that was yeah. another thing with, as you spoke of, of Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers, well, the workload just got so tremendous. We were, at that time, we were putting out two podcasts a month yeah. and we were doing so much pre-pro work of reading novelizations or doing background, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Blake and I look back now and we're like, gosh, I don't know where we found the time to do all that, but we were fitting it in while we were on our independently running our own books or doing our mm-hmm. day jobs and having some sort of life to watching movies or watching other things to prep ourselves for the podcast. So when it came to do the audio drama, like I always, you have a creative energy you want to fulfill and do something with. So it was nice to have that, but it certainly was a very, not overwhelming, but it was just a lot of work. And I had forgotten how much it would take to get done. But once it was done, it was very satisfying to know you completed this and that it hopefully will have a life out there. That yeah I, yeah, I know exactly what you feel about that. Like that's uh, so. With with that in mind, is there anything different that you might be doing? Like when it comes to when it comes to like getting that other shot. Say like say it winds up say it winds up catching on to the point where people are just like, oh, what else you got? And all of a sudden, you have basically you have your your audience asking what for another one. So if that were the case. Was there, is there anything differently that you would have, that you would do for the second one from what you did the first time around? Well, Moose had a very interesting idea that if we took those two characters that we love so much, the, mm-hmm. the Carl Kolchak kind of reporter and then his, his Moose Matson hunter and we put them in other time areas. We Ooh. did like a haunted house or we did like a haunted ship that him be the captain, almost have these two, almost like a Doctor Whoish kind of thing where we have these two guys, you know, in different, eras or whatever we do one maybe at sea or we do one in a haunted house or we do one here or there that mm-hmm. might be fun to just change the surroundings and the setting do a different story of course but then have kind of the archetypal of these two guys maybe not meeting as if like these are connected but just different eras or whatever or have them be children or something maybe they're connected somehow but just have these characters that we liked so much in in different kind of settings that might be fun that that does sound a lot of like a yeah. lot of fun. So so if there's there's someone listening out here, they've been inspired by by your show, by by if they've been listening to the earlier shows, including my own, and they want to get into this field, they want to get into audio dramas. They got something in them, they got a story in them, and everything. They're ready to put it down. What what's something that you would recommend that they do? 
when it comes to when it comes to making and working on this specific format, working on audio dramas? Well, I would always say first, not so much do your homework, but go back and listen to those great audio, the whole genre of the early days. If you want to listen to concise, putting the story together, getting something done in a half hour or 45 minutes, go listen to stuff like suspense, lights out, those kind of even or whatever your genre is. Back then they had Westerns, they had sci-fi, they had comedies, they had all everything under the sun and they yeah. were able to do it so successfully. I mean, that's something Jack Benny would say that when they transitioned a lot of shows that were successful in the 50s and 60s that were on TV were begotten out of audio dramas or audio shows. So Jack Benny would say it was sometimes harder when they moved to TV because the gags you'd have to visually show them as opposed to having them indicated to and then people in their minds can think it up. So it is a different medium. So if you go back and listen to those, or even like you were saying, if more modern stuff like the BBC stuff or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, see how those are done and how they're completed and how you're able to do something concise and, and to the point, and then just sit down and write it. I mean, you need to, the first and foremost, like everyone tells me, you need to just poop it out, get it out there, get it on paper, get a first mm-hmm. draft, figure out what your time frame is going to be. You're going to do a half hour, you're going to do an hour. And then I guess the sky's the limit when you're doing an audio drama, but then realize if you're going to do it yourself, that you're going to have to physically or physically as in like preparing it, you're going to have to just come up with the effects or whatever, try to wrap your head around how you would get the sounds or source them or whatever to, to what you're doing. So it's almost like writing a movie. You can write a space opera, yeah. but then you got to realize if you're going to make it yourself, how are you going to shoot in space, which I guess is easier nowadays because people have green screens and stuff. But if you're going to do it all yourself, just figure out maybe when you're writing it, have that in the back of your mind that, okay, I'm going to record this. I'm going to do it. Maybe I can do a story that's a little more accessible to the to this to this medium. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah. where can, where can my listeners find you on social media? Dion Baya. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on X, formerly known as Twitter. My two books are on Amazon. If you like to read one's called blood in the streets, the other one's called Morse PI, the men from my ice house Four. they're available on paperback ebook and audiobook. and Saturday night movie sleepovers, the podcast you were talking about. That's that's also on Facebook, that's on Twitter, and that's on Instagram, Saturday Night, Saturday night Movie Sleepovers, and it has its own webpage. You can find us there, and you can find me, Dion Baia, where you can find updates for myself, what I'm doing nowadays and stuff like that. I do some acting on the side. I write books. I try to do anything under the sun to, to push that creative drive to go forward. Fantastic. And I got to have you on as a guest on Excelsior Journeys as well to really kind of talk about your whole creative ventures sure because it's it because it, it really is fascinating and, yeah uh dion is definitely someone who is carrying that flame for the audio dramas everywhere and i hope that uh that that he is just as successful with continuing on with with this venture as he has with his other ones as well and i hope that for all of you you are just as inspired to keep going with pursuing your own audio drama ventures. And so for Dion Baia, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward, and I will see you later this month with the December pick for Audio Drama Sunday Theater.